When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome along. It's my mate bought a toaster. This is the podcast that analyzes people's Amazon purchase history to find out exactly what kind of person they are. Is that an accurate summation? Samantha we Burns? dive to the murky, hidden depths yes. of their Amazon purchase history. We go through their Amazon bins. Now we say there, mm. but today. Well, it's it's the it's the end of year special because we have we've had a lovely year. It May is when we first dropped. Uh, my mate bought a toast. It's when we started. Dropped. It makes us sound really cool. It was really cool. We've got on. Uh, we've got our, a, a Twitter account and everything, um, and an Instagram account. Except we haven't got an Instagram account. Um, no, and it just hasn't. It. You know, let's have a moment. It's been lush. This and, and numbers are lovely. Lots of people are listening. I'm really. I hope you are too. Dead pleased. It's really nice. You know. I mean, it's been fine. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I did. No, I've enjoyed it. It's been a wonderful vessel for me to promote my book, Carrier vs. the Galaxy, available on Amazon. Except you don't listen back to the episodes, and I cut that out every Do single you? time. No. Oh. Um, no, no, we've met some lovely people. Mm-hmm. And also, I've bought some amazing things on Amazon based on the recommendations. Well, exactly. We'll get onto that. So, what we decided to do a couple of weeks ago, I suggested stupidly that for the Christmas special, for the end of series spectacular, me and Sam Baines could swap uh, and we would do each other so to speak. Uh, so, uh, in the spirit of that, this episode is a kind of Christmas special and Sam is going to go through my Amazon purchase history and I'm already deeply mortified. I am doing Tom Price on my mate bought a toaster. So he's got no laptop in front of him, which no, he normally does. Instantly, I feel uncomfortable and unhappy because it makes you realise all those people who work in, you know, all those sort of jobs-worthy, officious people who might work behind a desk and, and people come towards them and they do everything through their laptop, their computer, don't they? If you're working mm. at, a, at some sort of check-in desk, for example. Not saying that everyone who works at a check-in desk is officious, but you know what I mean. As soon as you've got a computer in front of you, you've got a source of information and you've got stabilizers, right? Like if you're that, if that's your job, you can look at things and you can feel in control. It's a bit of a shield as well, isn't it? Yes. If you've got the computers in between. Yes. You know, computer says no. Well, it's computer says no because the computer is the person who's got nothing to do with me. I've just got to follow what the computer says. So instantly, I don't have that, and now I'm shitting bricks. Now you're naked, and yeah. actually, I can see your nipples through your shirt, which never I never normally can. Oh, a laptop. Welcome to my nipples today. And I've got a little bit, I've dribbled a bit of my Christmas coffee drink as well. I feel very vulnerable, Sam. I know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like you're ranting. You're trying to distract me away from your purchase history, but Mm. I'm going straight in. Okay. You started early. What's the earliest we've had on the podcast? Matt Green, 1999. Oh, you're not as early as him. No, go on. 2004. Okay, right. (laughs) Your very first purchase. Oh, what was my first purchase? What? No way. Is it, this is your actual, you've logged me into your account. 
bought your no. first purchase in 2004. I'm already feeling this is a really bad idea and we shouldn't do this. I think we should just do a best of. Have, have a quick listen to Jeff Lloyd. Here he is. Earlier <laughs> no. on this year. Your first purchase, 2004, mm. Tom Price yes. was Britney Spears' greatest <laughs> hits. My prerogative. You didn't regret it, Rhea. It's great. You spent £13.49 on that. Closely followed by your second purchase, Busted Live. Ah. Now, a ticket for everyone. That was a present for my nephew, Finn, who at the time was uh, forgivably young to have busted live. Britney, however, I don't have that excuse. Yeah. Britney <laughs> was for Britney me. a present is for? That, is that the DVD or the uh, CD of, of Britney? I think it might be the DVD. I think I remember getting it and feeling a certain frisson that I was just going to watch all of those videos again and again and again. It's a DVD. Yeah, yeah. And no, she looks was... very sexy on the... Where wow. are you at this time, relationship-wise, 2004? Um, 2004, I'd been going... I'd al- I was already with Beth, who I'm still with to this day at the time of recording the podcast, obviously. Does she look um, like Britney Spears? Very much like Britney Spears. Uh, what the weird during the shaved head uh, period. Um, no. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, does she look like Britney Spears? Yes. She acts like her as well. Um, was there ever any fantasies about Britney? Any role play that you asked her no, to I do? No, I just liked her music, Sam. Stop digging into I'm just my seeing. passion for Britney Spears. I really liked um, all her... I liked her work. I think she's an amazing pop star. And I think Toxic is one of the best pop songs ever written. And I'll stand by that. And I'm whining now because I'm nervous. You You stand by that. I feel like we should like call a friend. We should call Beth and be like, "Did you ever see this Britney DVD?" That is the last thing we would possibly it, bring into this clusterfuck of a podcast. Is my it wife. hidden under your bed? Um, no, I, I bought it, and it's something I only got rid of quite recently because, as I remember, it was in quite nice packaging. It was quite sparkly and silver, and I liked the idea of having a DVD. And I had one of the. I had my my DVDs of uh, like greatest hits. I had the Smiths, Manic Street Preachers, and Britney. Those were the three DVDs. <laughs> I had on my shelf and I would sure. and I like because I did basically Sam this was a this was an analogue YouTube if I wanted to just chill out and watch a couple of, of DVDs Ben and Sebastian as well it's another one I had on DVD I'd watch a couple of their music videos but it's interesting that you bought the Britney DVD and not the CD so obviously concerned I wanted quite to look a lot at her. with the to, visual yeah, yeah. yeah I wanted to look at her because I, I find her sexually attractive do you have a Smiths DVD yeah I still do yeah, yeah. DVD St- a DVD of the okay, best Smiths so songs that's yeah that's good mm. nice equality there exactly so purchases. thank you um, you also bought The Incredibles mm-hmm. DVD. Are we a fan? Is that about the DVD of The Incredibles? Are you sure? It's not the, com- are you sure it's not a computer game? I don't know. Oh, it is a computer game. It's mm. for the Game Boy Advance. You know who that's for? You know who that's for? A child. Sally Price, my mother. Your mother? My mother is a silver Nintendo user. What does silver mean? Is that the colour of her hair or is that the colour of the Nintendo? Silver is the the go-to colour you use when you describe anyone over the age of about, let's say, 60, 65. Okay. The silver surfers. I thought so. I just wondered if it was a PlayStation gaming. No, there's a whole thing now about um, silver Instagrammers as well, People, older people using Instagram, because there's a whole bunch of people who are bringing Instagram to life for uh, the older generation. Uh, Basically, that means it's the end of Instagram, right? Because this is what happened with Facebook. Uh, I mean, originally it happened with the Beatles. It was cool for kids and then parents got into it. And that's the end of that. Anyway, this is my mum playing on her Nintendo Game Boy, which she really enjoyed. 
So, and I got massive credit from my family because my mum, you know, with the best will in the world, doesn't really do much, sits around at home a lot, goes in and works in a charity shop and then comes back home, lives by herself. And this is before things like FaceTime came along, which for anyone with elderly relatives, it really rescues your elderly relative if you can video call. It's a br- an amazing thing. As was, you can look at their ear you can for look at their 40 ear. minutes. You can look at my mum's fingernail because she always puts her thumb over the camera. <laughs> things like Facebook and stuff, that's been amazing for her. But then that... That the Incredibles, there. So she played The Incredibles. Yeah, she wants you. Why, why The Incredibles? I don't know. She phoned me up and said, darling, I'd like things. She'd seen an advert. Very, they're, very, um, they're very easily influenced, the boomers. Very easily influenced. Okay, well, th- you're having a lovely time here. You're buying some DVDs. Mm-hmm. A game for Good. your mum. Yeah, classic. Britney Spears and a game only, for my mum. Only six orders right. in 2014. In, oh, okay. But, you know. But I'm quite tight. I don't like spending money. And still I now didn't yeah in 2004 actually you did buy me a coffee and you frowned when I suggested <laughs> that it was the largest size so I see that you got a venti oat latte I was just a bit like oh, chai latte chai it's Christmas latte. fine but you know it's, it's bloody it's, a, it's podcasting love it's Christmas but it's podcasting <laughs> which means medium so on the 29th of March 2005 you yeah. bought The West Wing season 3 right okay I've I never mean, seen it You've never seen any West Wing? No. Oh, Sam, it's amazing. It's Aaron Sorkin at his, at his most uh, allegedly coked up best because he was quite fueled by various amphetamines when he was when he was writing The West Wing. And um, it's just, it's basically a, anyone who's got a political conscience and socially is a bit maybe centre or centre left sees The West Wing as this massive wet dream, basically. It's essentially, it's like, the Britney Spears DVD. I was going to say it's alongside Britney on the bookcase. But for it's, wet it's a political Britney Spears because you've got this. The Jed Bartlett, the leader of the free world, is is this amazingly intelligent, articulate, empathetic, powerful man, and it makes you so fucking horny. Uh, so it, and it's beautifully written. Every episode has got so much depth. The characters have got so much complexity. It's amazing. But then along came President Obama, and you're like, actually, now this is the real thing happening for real. It, well, Jed Bartlett was like like this impossible dream and then Obama happened and it was like actually Obama's even better than Jed Bartlett that's what it felt like at the time a yeah. prophet yes time. yes it's funny as well really funny funny performances in it the comedy in the West Wing is second to none so this is the whole of season three so you'd obviously already binged one and two how much did I cough up for that Twenty six ninety seven. Shit, that bad. It's Bearing free in mind, now, isn't it? Oh, mate. So where are we now? 2000 and... 2005, yeah. So oh. what are you doing that you have enough time in your hands well, 2000... to watch three seasons of The West Wing? 2005, um, me and Beth were... Halfway through the year, we moved in together. July 2005, we moved in together. Um, and well, I... that's a nice thing to do, box sets with a well, new couple. she didn't like The West Wing, but oh. she liked going to work. So at this stage, this is not happening now in my life. Now in my life, I'm just rammed from day until night, constantly doing all sorts of bits and bobs and stuff. Sure, you're doing well. We doing well. No, no, no. It's mainly looking after walking my dog and caring for my children. Um, but back then, I, I did have swathes of spare time, which I've always struggled with because I've always struggled with anxiety, terrible anxiety. And back then, um, I had all this spare time and I didn't know what to do with it. So I had to, what I'm saying is... The Western was very good for my mental health. Okay? <laughs> was it? <laughs> I'm just trying to justify. So, it. do you find with your anxiety, do you have like go-to things that you do? Um, do you like what? Does watching TV help or reading? Uh, or? Reading and what? No, those things are always quite tricky. Running was often the thing. I got really got into running back then as well. Um, but no, I would I would take it out on on working and 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 making work happen. You know what I mean? Like trying to book gigs and going out to do gigs and meeting up with other comics for coffees and stuff. I can't. Sit still and rest. And but does that make your anxiety worse if you just focus on work? Um, or is that what you need? No, I think that's what I need. I think 
anything that exposes me to the yawning abyss of, of nothingness. Because that was the thing that always scared me, was having been at school where it was all like massively force-fed your your education and timetable and this idea that your life was, um, that you were going to do something very constructive, it was not a very arty school that I went to. It was all about earning money and it was all about um, having a, a proper um, career you can get, get to grips with, something which makes sense. So the idea of what I was doing was just impossible and the assumption was, at this stage, kind of still is, that it would all stop one day. Mm. It would all stop pretty soon. So I was very scared of it going away if that makes sense it possibly doesn't so i would i would have no, to i would have to watch these things and try and and keep that on a on an even keel because it still annoys me to this day when people say oh you don't really do anything you know you do radio on the weekends or you do you know you do your stand up every now and again and you're like oh you have no idea we do so much so much I so think much anxiety and mental health is yes. is every performer's best friend yeah. Because we, we all seem to have it. I yeah. find with my anxiety, reading really helps. Yeah. I but read then, a lot of books. Uh, yeah, but then I can't concentrate. That's the problem. I get distracted. My brain's just whirring. Well, you're time. obviously very into DVDs. You bought West Wing. You also bought Bill Bailey. Yeah, yeah. You also bought, how old school is this? Toshiba Nikam video recorder. Did I? Why did I buy a video recorder? How much was it? Uh, That's my main concern. I'm so see. I'm so money obsessed. I'm like, yeah, you are. You keep asking me, and I click off it. Forty nine ninety nine. What? In July two thousand and five. Why did I? What videos did you want to record? What was I thinking? Why did I buy a video? Oh, hang on. I know why I did that. This is obviously no longer available. (laughs) No, no way. I mean, I know I did that because I had to make my show reel. I was making my acting (gasps) and presenting show reel, and I was using my. Um, I was I was videoing. What? We had computers in 2005. Well, you say that. We, I mean, we had computers in 1985, but they yeah. weren't really um, a lot of, still a lot of the things that I had done were on video. So, for example, that year I hosted Live 8. You remember Live 8? They, I was on the red button stuff. So I was hosting that. And, and afterwards I was like, can I have that for my reel, please? Because it was me with Sarah Kaywood and Matt Bierker. Obviously, you know, big deal, right? Yeah. So I got them to send me copies of it, thinking it would come on DVD, and they all sent stuff on video. That's why. So then I have to. They had... sent you things on video in yeah. 2005. And in 2018, I think it was, I got rid of them. But up until that point, I kept them. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Well, yeah. there's lots of five star reviews for this video. Recorder. I thought you were going to say five star reviews for my showreel, then no. I got quite excited. My showreel's still up on the, on YouTube, but I've very much. On video? Oh, yes, but I've taken it. No, it's on, on YouTube, but <laughs> I have. Can you order the. Uh, That's right, you have to have a VHS player. No, I have taken it off. Um, so it's there, but you have to go looking for it. Let people see if anyone well, it. It's fucking let's all do it. Horrendous. I'll, I'll find the link in a tweet. Okay, okay. Robert said he's very, very pleased. Five star for the video recorder. Firstly, let me take this chance to see how ha- happy I am with the product and mm. speed of delivery. Mm. Price is very good. Mm. Which made me certain in fulfilling the purchase. Well, that was back in the day, wasn't it? When the idea of Prime stuff being delivered quickly was a, was a miracle. You know, now we get same-day delivery. We take it for granted. But back then it was like, it arrived. Because up until that point, anything arriving within a month of you ordering it by post was miraculous. <laughs> what? Because normally you just, you know, a, your Diana mug from the world. back of a paper. This world of 2005 with it's basically the 60s. being sent things on video <laughs> and recording things off the tally. I'm trying to sell 2005 as the future. I love just it. Just in the past. So you got a video recorder. You got some DVDs. You yeah. also, look at you, so future... 
looking yeah. technology. You bought a DAB digital radio. Oh, hello. For $82.99. And that might have been a Christmas present for my brother, actually. When about did I buy that? Currently right. unavailable. Mm. Um, 24th of November. Yeah, that was a Christmas present for my brother. He is. Obs- Were you on the radio at this no, point? No, no, no. I, I always wanted to do radio, but I got distracted by comedy and acting and, and other bits. And I only got round to doing radio in 2015, 16. That's when I finally did it. So at this stage... It was something I wanted to do, but it wasn't readily available. I hoped that you were on the radio and you bought him a radio <sighs> so he could listen, listen to, to you. No, he listens to me now, but he, he listens to me on what he calls Tragic FM, which is oh, yeah, nice. A very wow. supportive brother. Right, so he, he won't listen to this. He's a prick. Does he do that via app? How does he um, listen? No. So he, he, he had that, that radio player there, that, that radio, the DAB radio there, broke, obviously, you know, years ago. And... He then started using an Alexa, but he got really fed up with the um, Alexa-ness of it. He got fed up with talking to it, and it wouldn't do what he asked it to do. You have to bear in mind, my brother is eight years older than me, but in a sense, he's 80 years older than me. He's like this sort of um, fork, quite fork. He talks to Alexa like that, you know. Uh, Alexa, play Radio 4, please. Thank you. He sort of reverts to something. He's a politician. Yeah, he's like he's in a Tory cabinet in the 1930s or something. Wow. And um, so he uh, got sick of it. So he decided to buy, last Christmas, he bought a new DAB radio, which is identical to the one there. And it arrived and he got it out. He's like, oh, did his typical thing. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So he plugged it in to have a listen to it. Stuck Radio 4 on Christmas Day. So we're all sitting trying to continue our Christmas Dayness, And he was listening to Radio 4 and it was quite loud. And, and we were like, Toby, can you put the radio on? Uh, oh, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Alexa, switch off. <laughs> He's like, used. The new he got ra- confused. Well, the new radio that he got specifically to rebut Alexa wouldn't switch off. It was, turns out it wasn't voice control. So right? you're living with your girlfriend of the time. So yeah, by the middle of the year, I'm living with my girlfriend of the time, and I'm doing um, bits of stand up. And I think a tortured might have started by then, or maybe not. I can't remember. So who is Genevieve? Rich? Genevieve, Genevieve. That is Genevieve. Genevieve. C'est, c'est ma belle sœur. She is French. She is uh, my brother's uh, wife. The one we were just talking about. Oh. It's his wife. Because you spent £58.84 on a gift for her. Did I? Very nice. What, in 2005? Yeah, you bought her uh, (laughs) Remington wet, straight, slim straighteners. Did I? Did she have bad hair? No, I mean, no. Did she ask for them? It's a weird gift. She must have asked me to get... It must have been that thing, much like with Alison Hammond on the Kate Lawler podcast when she asked for a hot tub. (laughs) My sister-in-law asked me to buy her some some curling tongs or straightening... Straighteners. Straightening straightening irons. It was the time of straighteners. This is 2006 now. So is everyone looking for a Rachel still at this point? Yeah, props. Or as she'd call it, a Rachel. Smooth. Mm -hmm. Smooth hair. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think I bought her that. That must have been something I did. She must have... Uh, repaid oh. me for that. Yeah. Well, hang on. When did I buy? What 58, time? Fifty-eight February. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Six. That's near her birthday. Maybe yes. you were just really generous back then. That's near her birthday. Just one time. Wow. Only. That's nice of me. I you, like this. I'm learning through this purchase history so that I'm much. nicer than I realised. We're seeing some of your music because you are yeah. a bit obsessed with music. Mm. Whenever people buy music purchases, mm. you always go off on a music journey yeah. in your head mm. and discuss with them and I don't really know that much you, start you bought Star Sailor yeah don't you know you've got your daddy's eyes sure Belle and daddy, Sebastian daddy was an alcoholic uh, Belle and Sebastian yeah I love these bands you see colours delays oh I don't remember that one oh I don't remember that one at all okay alright 
this is a, another good tour through because the problem is all this has been lost in the cloud now all this music is still there but it's not there you know well i'm glad it hasn't all been lost because there is one thing i do want to ask you about okay. why did you buy the game undercover <gasps> in the secret society of pickup artists this is the awful book isn't it we've this talked is the about awful this before on this podcast. who bought this book negging and all that stuff tez Ilias might have bought it i think and a couple of other people so i can tell you why i bought this i was with beth at the time she was working at a tv company called uh, rdf or maybe actually uh, she was still at the bbc then and her colleague had bought it and she needed to get a copy because she wanted to research it for a TV format. So I have a, I have a rock-solid get-out, but of course I bought it. I was like, I'm going to fucking read that. Did you read it? Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, I've been nice. Do you remember any salient points? Well, no, I remember the upshot of it was I should have been... I was so... I mean, I remember feeling like... <laughs> and it's true that women... And, and maybe men like it with women as well. But if you are a bit less keen, it does make them like you more. And there is a, such a thing as being a bit too enthusiastic and into them. Well, there's too enthusiastic. There's let's get married on the first day. No, no. But if you if there's a girl who you fancy and you ignore her, she likes it. And that's I'd never realised that. And this book confirmed that. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but sure. Well, People you, who ignore me, I just don't talk to them. Well, okay. Uh, universal in the playground the universal, if you ignore well, yeah, them they true. like you it is, it and is. in the playground if boys hit you they like you that's what women are told from a very young age which is absolutely ridiculous but as a rule for is, life yeah yeah if they're pulling you out oh my god I've seen that with my kids at parties yeah. and they pick on girls and you're like what the fuck are you doing get off what are you doing they were all pulling this girl's hair and they were jumping on her on the and they um, fancy fancy castle because they fancied her and they but don't understand it a horrific rule for life yeah. For girls to learn. Yeah, I know. If he's so, pulling your hair, he fancies you. So bad enough for, for um, kids to have this. Uh, and you know, you, borderline criminal yeah. for it to be released as a book for adults. No, I read it and I I took from it that uh, that there is a, that that there is a certain way of being with women that I'd never done, I didn't do, was not my style, because I was always too fucking desperate, that might have had more success with women, but who cares? By that stage, I was with someone, so You're it was dumb. You were with someone, now you're married and you've got children, so it works. So you shouldn't be a dick. No, I know, that's, that's Don't a good rule be for a life. dick. Don't be a dick. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandberry podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 
Where we're going, we'll be showing that we listen to toast Cause these lovely yeah. ass people gonna talk to the host He's gonna ask a couple uh, questions What they're buying the most Cause one man got goddamn just likes a piece of toast Okay, so into 2007 Yeah Up in the orders, got 13 Oh yeah Check you out Uh-huh Let's see what we got. 2007, I think I was, I definitely was doing Torchwood by then and probably still swinging the sketch show on Channel 5 and probably, this was kind of me quite, I was quite TV at this stage, I had my MTV show I think, where I had to pretend to be cool and young even though I wasn't really. Did you have an MTV show? Yeah, it was called Dating, it was called Senseless, it was where people went dating in the dark and I had to be all Russell Brand and cool and um, I... Is that it? why you bought the body sculpture mini twist stepper with cords? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's oh, a it's keep exercise thing. thing. Oh, again, that's for my. That was on a the present. floor, so it's got it's oh. got feet, and then you step side yeah. to side on them, you and it what? gives you good abs. That totally. was for you. No, totally for Beth. Totally for Beth. That was so. When did for I buy you. it? When did I buy it? Twenty seventh of November. Yep. Gearing up for Christmas, love. Oh, I can't believe how many Christmas presents I'd bought by then. No, like, that was so for you. You bought it with Family Guy season six. Yeah, that was for me. And the canine dog biscuit kit. <laughs> What's the canine? <laughs> oh, we got Polly in this year. We got Polly in 2007. That's the biggest thing about 2007. That was the year that my life improved eternally, forever. As the introduction of a black labradoodle. This is become a pet biscuit expert with these kits containing <laughs> shaped cutters and a cookbook that includes recipes for hand mixing, food processors, and bread machines, along with recipes for baking in the oven and microwave. Yeah. Did you, you can... bake your dog biscuits? <laughs> well, once. We baked her biscuits once for her birthday, which was around that time. Yes, in fact, November the 5th was her birthday. That is such a new pet owner thing and to do. we made her a birthday cake of biscuits, which I took to the park, and all her friends gathered round, weirdly, much like taking bread to <laughs> Trafalgar Square with the pigeons or whatever. Um, I went to the Clissel Park, and hundreds of dogs gathered around me as I handed out biscuits. And I, I was in that, my naivety, I hadn't realised how some dogs were not as well-trained as my dog, Sam, and a dog called Bingo... Uh, pretty much severed my entire uh, right index finger because I was... And Bingo was his name. (laughs) Bingo was his name. So this is obviously pre-kids when you've got a lot of time to make dog biscuits. Yeah, we're still five years pre-kids, so I've got half a decade left of happiness at this point. Okay. So I'm making dog biscuits and I'm trying to make hay while the sun shines. Talking of wonderful things, you bought Austerity Britain. Oh, David Kiniston. 1945 to 1951. I realise I'm a very boring man. This is brilliant history, though. I like a bit of history. And this is all source, primary source history. So it's interviews and it's letters. And do you know what I mean? So it's not some historian pontificating about the things that happened. the, The literal, the actual book is just an amalgamation of someone writing a letter to someone about what life was like in London during the 1945 to 51 period or all this sort of stuff. And it was fascinating. And that book, which I bought in 2007, still by my bed. By your bed? Uh, 12 years after I bought it. Austerity Britain. It is still by my bed. Or still I'm relevant. Just over halfway through it. So the actual... You've not finished oh it. Oh, God. The period, of the, <laughs> the period of history is six years long. <laughs> and it's been... That book has been on the side of my bed for twice that. For 12 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really good, but I just get the whole... It's so good you haven't finished it. It's massive. Should we leave a review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, can I just say that (laughs) the thrilling purchase was also coupled with Mario Strikers charged football for the Wii. Oh, yeah, got a Nintendo Wii. That was brilliant. It was, that was... Did you finish that? I did complete Nintendo uh, Mario Strikers. Um, 
the Wii was amazing because it reminded the Wii was Nintendo have got this fantastic magic with their computer games that involves bringing lots of people around and it's a really social thing to do and I remember being the first person to get a Wii and I got everyone around and had sort of Wii parties and sounds uh, like a different thing <laughs> golden showers Donald Trump was there and uh, it was yeah it was really good again a lot of time on my hands and um, Wii parties we had Wii parties in my late 20s I remember having my friend ne- <laughs> my friend Neil came over this is a man we were both in the late 20s he got so upset that um, <laughs> he got so upset that he lost. He went over to the uh, he went over to the corner where it was, and he unplugged the TV in the Wii, and not even in a joke, in a in a very serious, oh, very angry, angry. Way. Fuck this! Not fair! You shouldn't have scored that goal. Bom, bom, plum, plum, I plum, get plum. that angry about um, articulate and board games. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. I struggle. Right. Anyway, we're going to leave a review for austerity, austerity Britain. Yeah. Before I think you should know that it has sixty nine percent five star rating. Okay, we have to give it five stars. Darina has given it three stars. Why? And she's titled it An Elderly Lady's Viewpoint. As I am 89 years old and lived through that time, I didn't find a lot of information I could relate to. True, we lacked a great many things we take for granted today, but what we didn't have, we didn't miss. I feel the author relies too much on government reports, which made dry reading. See, that's the thing you liked. Mm. Also, I think he seems to have chosen the most depressing people's quotes. Don't want to read any further books in this series. Oh, it's very sort of shutting I mean, it, it all down, isn't it? It is called Austerity Britain. It's not going to be like a, a peppy, upbeat. But also but. there's that classic thing of going, well, I didn't suffer. So why should I listen to the people or listen about people who did suffer? If she did well out of it during that time, then well done to her. That seems strange. So what are we giving it? Five stars? Five stars. Absolutely. What's the headline? Um, not actually finished it yet. Yeah, not finished it. <laughs> Um, I've had this for 12 years. <laughs> I've had this book by my bed. For 12 years. I am halfway through. It's very dusty. I have to, I have to, every now and again I have to dust the book. Have you dusted the book down, darling? Yes, I've hoovered the floor and I've dusted the book. Good night. Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Let's have a wee party. I've had this book by my bed for 12 years and I'm halfway through. Yeah. What else That say? says more about me than the book. Give it a read. It's a great way to spend 12 years of your life. It's a great companion for the next 12 years of your life. That says... So not actually finished it yet. Five stars. I have had this book by my bed for 12 years and I'm halfway through. That says more about me than the book. Give it a read. It's a great companion for the next 12, 12 years of your life. Yeah. Okay? Yes, good. Submit. Thanks very much indeed. Boom. Done. Brilliant. My mark has been left on the David Kiniston legacy. Okay, let's whiz forward. Come on. Let's do this. What year are we getting into now? I don't know. I'm looking for good stuff. All right. Okay. Is it that dull? This is hard. Your job's hard. I know. Because you talk more. I know. I'm wittering on. So it's harder to look and talk. I know. Whereas I can just look. Thank you. Oh, hello. 19th of March, 2010. The Vulcan short wrist strap support. Oh. What happened to your wrist? Oh, what didn't happen to my wrist? It's after the Wii parties. Four years of them. No, so I was in... uh, So this is after I've been in Torchwood for a couple of years. And when you're in a uh, sci-fi show, Sam, you get to do conventions, right? 
So you get asked to go and do conventions. Oh, where, like with lots of people and you sign oh, stuff and they right. dress up. That's right. All the fans meet you and it's all blah. So, um, and which is great. Every now and again, there's one down at Heathrow, some weird convention centre or um, maybe one in Sheffield or something like that. And How then much I'm, did you charge for a headshot? I'm not going to tell you that. <gasps> uh, so then I get asked to go and do one in Chicago. Right. Nice. Amazing, yeah. So I do And you this, wanked the whole way there. And it was well, trust me, when I was thinking about how much I was charging per headshot, <laughs> it was hard not to be highly aroused. No, not at all. So I got flown out there and I had to spend two days signing autographs and meeting some of the fans of Torchwood. It was a specific Torchwood convention called Torch Song. And it's since gone down in history as one of the biggest disasters in convention history. Wow. John Barrowman was supposed to be going. He broke his ankle. And didn't make out of there. Kai Owen, one of the stars of Torchwood, was supposed to be going. He couldn't make it. I was going. I got out there. I had one day clear, like a decompression day where you get to just relax. And I'm staying in this hotel on the outskirts of Chicago. Now, in my head, growing up in South Wales, the outskirts means one field away from the central business district, right? That's fine. Bingo. Uh, in Chicago, the outskirts means you're basically in Canada. So I decide I'm going to walk from the hotel to town. That classic American thing where as I set off from the hotel, people are going, sir, are you sure you're going to walk? In? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Cheerio. And I set off a bit nervous, aware that I was going to walk alongside a motorway. I hadn't got anywhere near the motorway. It was still on a weird little random road near the hotel. And I went across the road and a man just came out of nowhere on his bike and he crashed into me. And he was on the wrong on side his of the push bike. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of the road for American. So he was on the right side of the road if he was British. Anyway, okay. uh, on a push bike, yeah, he crashed into me. I flew through the air. I put my wrist out behind me and I crunched my left. I've still got the scar there. <gasps> my left wrist was actually, the doctor subsequently told me, my left arm was two inches shorter than it should have been. It had so been all compressed and shattered, essentially. So I'm lying there, ah, so screaming. So you broke it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shattered it, smashed it to pieces. Um, they, they, he took me back to the hotel, which, as I say, was like a yard away. I mean, that's how far. <laughs> and they've been like, "We told you, we sir. did say, sir, you can always go to cab." Um, so I go back in. Sir, sir. So I get whisked away in an ambulance to the um, to the hospital. Luckily, I had full travel insurance. One of the first things they said when you arrive is uh, they whip out a clipboard. This this woman with sort of half moon glasses barges her way past all the nurses who are trying to medically help you and she makes you sign a thing saying you're liable for this. And if you don't sign the thing, they're just going to walk away from you. They're just going to leave you with you. What if you were like bleeding out? Right. Uh, So obviously I signed it. I was like, it's fine. I had a visa card. Luckily in my bank card, I had full insurance with it. It ended up costing about £15,000. Whoa. And uh, one of the things they said when they started treating me was, what pain care do you want? Do you want to have... And then again, another clipboard appears in front of you and they give you a list of the pain treatments you have according to what band of insurance you've got. So right at the bottom, if you've got basically no insurance, they'll give you a couple of Nurofen for about 200 Seriously, absolutely true, for about $200. And it goes all the way down until you can get a local anaesthetic for thousands and thousands of dollars. Can't you just send someone around the corner to a shop to get you Nurofen for well, cheaper? I mean, you know, I, I, I want, someone's probably thought about that. But at the time, when you're crippled in agony... So what did you go for? Oh, I don't, uh, a Vicodin. Vicodin is a is, that's felled many a star of stage and screen. It's an absolute beast. And the first Vicodin you have, because I'm not a taker of drugs, it's not really my jam. But when you're in that position and someone offers you this thing, you have to have it. The first time you have it, you throw up because it's got um, it's 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 a form of opium. I think it's got opium in it, so you throw up and have this reaction to it. But then afterwards, after you've had the sicker, but do you throw it up? No, not really. Because then you just have to keep taking it. Well, in a cycle. yeah, well, it's only the first time you do it, and then. Um, it is like getting into a bath on the inside. 
It is Lovely. amazing. Uh, so then I had to go and do this fucking convention for two days with this exploded left wrist, which needed to be fixed, but they couldn't fix it because they suggested they had to wait for the swelling to die down. So then I So went... you just were going about your business signing headshots with a broken yeah. wrist? So there's a load of pictures online of me with my arm around people with this left arm of mine in masses of plastering. And you can see my eyes are dilated to the size of spades. I'm standing there smiling at people because <laughs> every one was worth like X dollars. So I'm like, no, I'm still going to fucking do them because I've got to, you know, Know, got to have enough money to buy my sister-in-law <laughs> straightening irons, haven't I? So she can do the Rachel. So I'm getting pictures taken with everyone. I'm signing all these things. Thank God I'm right-handed, not left-handed. Otherwise, that would have been curtains. Flew back. That Virgin Atlantic, when I went on the airline with my left arm completely screwed, I said, listen, I, if there's any way I can be upgraded so I can just lie down and go to sleep. Nope, absolutely not even though the flight was half empty. So Virgin Atlantic are listening, you're a bunch of pricks. And uh, Did you say, um, do you know who I am? I'm Torchwood. Well, that's what I tried to do, and they were like, what's that? I love it's the people that... Doctor Who, doesn't matter. The people at the convention must have been like, this is what British actors are like. This is what they, they do. just take lots of drugs yeah, and yeah. hug you <laughs> for money. That's right, exactly. Well, um, I did not expect this story from the wrist support. That, so that wrist support... I thought you'd strained it. So then I got back to the UK. I went straight to St. Thomas's Hospital. I was treated beautifully, at the, free at the point of... Uh, of being treated and I uh, had a wonderful operation uh, a doctor called Mr Richards who fixed my left wrist and touchwood to this day torchwood to this day is still fine is it shorter than the other one no it's not no no it's okay put but them it's, up in the air and I'll measure it's still it's still a little it actually looks longer if anything yeah I've got a weird um, yeah so. Is it, will you like add on a couple of inches? <laughs> yes, you could <laughs> whenever anyone's about so to go arm. under the, no my arm my arm oh god I've gone under oh god <laughs> um so we're still in 2010. Okay. After that stressful incident in yeah. Chicago. It wasn't great. You bought the Minky Trio Concertina <laughs> Tubular Clothes Era in silver, £14. Yeah, lovely one, yeah. Love to dry, I love to dry clothes. Where were you in, in 2010 in your home life? So we'd moved into our house. We bought a house uh, one road away from where we had our flat. And uh, in 2000, and I think it was 10, oh no, actually no, it was a bit earlier than that. It was eight, to be fair, but in 10, we'd just moved back in. So in 2008, we bought our house, went on holiday for two weeks, came back, and our house had fallen over because there was subsidence in the house. Oh. Some people were building a lot of houses next door, and they dug into our foundations. But the thing is about foundations from houses from 150 years ago, it's not, it's not actually foundations. There's something called footings, which are about a metre deep, and that's it. And they dug three metres under our house, and the footings had just slipped and collapsed. And so was the house crumbling or just sideways? Yeah, or, or basically the one side of the house had dropped, so everything else had had to accommodate that. So the roof was wonky, the windows were wonky, there were cracks in every door and every wall. Thank God it happened when you went on holiday. <sighs> it was awful. So they've, And they started two years of, oh, we had to move out for two years and wait for it to be rebuilt. It was really bad. It was really stressful. And was it, was it covered awful. by insurance? No, he wasn't insured. The guy whose company had done it wasn't properly insured. And this was a time when everyone was going bankrupt. So they were saying to me at one stage, you, you, you know, there's a good chance he's about to go bankrupt because all he's got is the land next door. And he's trying to build 10 houses on this land next door. And if that goes tits up, then you're going to be entitled to like one in every eight pounds that he's of his debt or something. I don't even know how it works. Basically, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. Because it would cost, to fix the house cost like 150 grand. And then we were out, so they had to pay our rent. It co we cost him something like three or 400 grand in the end. Whoa. I know, it was awful. Well, he cost himself that. Yeah, I mean, check. right. He did break our house. So, uh, so we anyway, the clothes. Do your home insurance not cover that? You, if you go into your home insurance, then you're liable for it because you're then having your future uh... insurance payments will be, you'll pay more insurance because technically you've claimed on it. And I don't see why you should have to do that. 
It was awful, but I got a great clothes dryer two years later. <laughs> do you um, still live when there? When we moved back in. No, uh, yeah, we're still in the house. Yeah, it's all fixed now. Yeah, wow. Mm. Well, I, do, also, I, still do, I still check for cracks constantly. <laughs> I do, I'm obsessed. I'm in a very old house, so it has cracks everywhere. They always cracks, yeah. Like my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mate bought... A... Kettle. Oh, so close. In 2010, so he bought close. the Philips Energy Efficient Kettle. Oh, for, yeah, is that the one that lights up blue? That I was, think so, that yeah. A, that was a tremendous friend. Beth and I have been through a lot of kettles in our relationship. We absolutely burn them out because we have a lot of tea. We drink a lot of cups of tea. Do you do that thing where you do you boil the lime scale thing in it to absolutely get rid of the lime Absolutely not. No, no, no. Well, that's why you're burning through no. so many kettles. Well, what I'd rather do is just throw the kettle away and buy a new one. I think you'll find that's better for the environment. It's not. No, it's sheer laziness. Um, well, that's why we've got a boiling tap now, and you know a boiling tap <gasps> is... Oh, it's, it's life-changing. Life what, changing. Is it energy efficient? Yeah, because the water is taken to boiling, kept at boiling the whole time. And then, because it's got this 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 uh, sort of tank that is incredibly well insulated, so the water that's kept at boiling it re- requires absolutely minimal energy to keep the water at boiling point. But is it heat? So it's not being heated? You see the red light Constantly. come on when it when it gets heated and it comes on about... Do you have a smart meter? Once an hour, it goes, no, I don't have a smart meter. Well, no. well I got I'd a pair be interested. Of, I've, got smart, I've got smart eyes, Sam. I've got smart eyes. <laughs> no, like, sometimes hour, on my smart meter, I spend £2.70 a day and it's really stressful. And I'm on? like, how have I done that? How have you spent it on? I don't know, like boiling the kettle and yeah, cooking a meal. Right. You should get a smart meter about that tap. Well, anyway, we've got a boiling tap now, so it's, well, it's saving money because we're not having to burn through a kettle every, you know, two or three months. But that was a good kettle, that one. I liked that kettle. I miss her. How do you burn through a kettle in two or no, three months? No, it wasn't that often, but it was There's quite a lot. There's something weird that you're doing with kettles. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did fuck them as well. Maybe that's oh, what it yeah, was. Oh, yeah, that is an issue. <laughs> <gasps> oh, God. My mate bought a toaster! Hey! I bought a toaster on Amazon! Now, uh, is this the Jewelit? It's the DeLonghi Icona Four Slice Toaster in Scarlet Red. Oh, still got it, mate. £58.20. £58.20. And that is, it's the red one, right? Yeah. Still got that toaster. It's still currently available. It still works. That is eight years. That is nearly the length of a David Kiniston book that I've had that toaster. <laughs> that is a member. If you, if you measure out your life in toasters, that was probably when I turned... I probably turned three for that one, I reckon, in my life. Wow. And... It's now £195.89. Fuck, it's gone up, hasn't it? Yeah. Brexit, <laughs> isn't sell it? it. Do, you think there's a, do you think there's a market in antique toasters? I think it might be a slightly upgraded version. Well, what, well how can you upgrade a toaster? I, you know, can it's, it... it got finger-resistant, fingerprint-resistant glossy finish. Have you got that? That's not an upgrade. That's just funnying about. That's Four ridiculous. Four-slice toasting. The only upgrade you could have, it's a bit like the Mac 3 razors when they went mad. They went from three blades, now there's like nine blades on a razor. Is there a bagel option on yours? No, there isn't actually, no. There's, there's reheat, defrost, bagel and cancel yeah, functions. to do a bagel. What about those... crumpet? That's more important. No, I don't, I don't really don't, we don't eat crumpets in our life. Quite you don't me, eat crumpets? You've made me feel a bit morose about my toaster. No, it's beautiful. I love that it's red. It's really nice. It's really nice. Do you it just sits under the boiler there. It's really it's got a really lovely little spot in the corner of the kitchen. <laughs> under so the it's boiler. A, it's a friend. Sometimes sometimes when I'm doing the toast, I'll open the boiler just to check the water pressure. It's one of my happiest... It's a real happy place for me. Oh. Now, I've been ignoring this up until now because I thought, mm, 
vacuums. It's a normal purchase. <laughs> but you have bought so many vacuums. <laughs> So we're in 2011. This is at least the fourth vacuum I've seen so far on your account. I'm so This boring. is the Dyson Bagless handheld vacuum. Well, obviously, I won't have Dyson in my house anymore because £139.59. Oh, they're so expensive, Dyson's. Do you know what, though? I think we've still got that Dyson. It still works, which is annoying because Dyson's do break down a lot. They're very, they break very easily. And they're clunky. They're big, chunky bits of weirdly coloured plastic. But do they hoover up? Well, they suck. They do suck very well. They're good at a, sucking. They're good at sucking. Well, so. I'm going to keep an eye out for more vacuums. Well, it's being a dog owner. It's being a dog owner, Samantha. That's what it is. If you own a dog, then the chances are you're going to need to suck up hair and or shit. And is is that also I've the never reason? Shit, just to be clear, though. is that also the reason for the sheep apron, which is a <laughs> picture of a naked man with a sheep in front of him with his tongue out, <laughs> lads, 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 and then <laughs> steam like coming out of the sheep's ears because it's being fucked, fucked so much. There's steam coming out. It's of It's just ears. called sheep apron, but mm. it's it's a sheep fucking apron. Who did I buy that for? So for yourself, got to deliver to you, <laughs> and you spent £9.14 on that. I have no recollection of that. Why did I buy a sheep being fucked apron? You can also, the frequently bought together <coughs> items that Amazon is offering here is yeah. also a inflatable sheep. Wow. And a badge that says, I love bum sex. Right, okay, well, obviously, I mean, that's... But you didn't buy those, you just went for the... I just went for the sheep. Yeah. Um... Maybe it was for, I mean, it's probably for a stag deal or something rotten like that. I mean, come on, it is hilarious. <laughs> Someone's giving it four stars and put, great gift for a man that has everything. Well, there you go. See? <laughs> Needs a fucking, fucking a sheep apron. He's got is a toaster, it, yeah. Is it How many hoovers has he got? Seven. Does he need an apron? No, he does not have an apron with a sheep being fucked. There you go. Is it because you're Welsh? Is it because I was Welsh? I don't think so. No, I don't think that's got anything to do with being Welsh. I, I, I'm Why? not sure. Well, if, unless it was for my best my Ed Stag do. But, the, but isn't the, the, the horrible thing that people say about Welsh people? Yeah, is that we like fucking sheep. Yeah. Not true. We like making love to sheep. Not true. You like wearing aprons where mm. you're fucking sheep but not actually doing the deed I don't yourself. Know I've got that. I'm really baffled by that one. Nine pounds. Still available know. if anyone's interested. Might be. Away. 2014. Oh Austerity Britain, <laughs> 1945 to 1951. Why did you buy it again? Did you buy it again? Yeah. <laughs> and also Family Britain, 1951 Ooh, yeah. to 1957. I think I might have this brought... This is for Guy Price. Oh, it's for my brother. There we go. I brought them both for my brother. <laughs> I'm giving my brother 24 years worth of books to read. You if I, I wonder more if than he's that. read them. More than that, technically. I'm giving him 48 years of books to read. <laughs> Wow, you me... really enjoyed half of that book. Really, that first half of the book is really good. I'm just never going to read it properly. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? You get a thing that you think is it's the equivalent, it's the literary equivalent of getting a gym pass. You're like, I'm buying this thing as a token of the type of person I want to be. Then you put it by your bed and you think, yes, that's me now. And then you just get on with your life completely the same. A token of who you want to be is the book Austerity Britain. Yeah, I want to be the sort of person who reads those books, consumes all the information in them, and then is really intelligent about it. And then when people are talking about austerity now, you can be, well, of course, in 1952... That is the opposite of the type of person that I want to be. But also in 2014, 
You bought mm. Pampers Baby Drive. Hello. So what's going on? 2014. I just kept pissing myself. Yeah, so, sure. No, I, so we're two years into the Having Children project, which is still underway. Um, we've got our little baby at that point, Wilfred. Uh, he was two years old. So very much still using nappies. And we were changing probably six to seven nappies a day, which still fills me with landfill-based horror. How many they get uh, When they're two, it's no, when they're two, it's a lot less. When they're two, it's about three or four. But when they're like nine months, six, six months. When they're six, seven, eight months, you can get through easily six or seven a day. Yeah. I don't have children. Why do they poo so much? It's not really poo. They're just wee loads and you're always just pouring fluids into the milk. Have some more milk. Have some more milk. And they just I guess their them. bodies are smaller so they can't store up as much shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's to come straight out. Yeah, he just goes straight out. Exactly. God, I wish I pooed six times a day. Well, Sometimes I do. Yeah, it'd be a nice hobby. Get really, I could, if I pooed six times a day, I'd get that David Kiniston book read, I tell you. How many items did I buy in the year? 2015, yeah. 120. Whoa! Yeah, we've leaped Whoa. up. You are buying a lot of shoes. Yeah, well, I just got, because I've got massive feet, I've got size 13 feet. Good evening. Oh, and um, it's impossible to get those in shops. I don't know why. Maybe they can't fit the boxes in the shops. And I discovered that you can buy them online really easily. So I got very excited about that and started frantically buying as many pairs of shoes as I could. I was making up for lost time because for the best part of a decade or more, I'd only had about two pairs of shoes. Two pairs? Like some sort of shoe austerity. How many do you have now? Twelve. Loads. Quite a lot. Trainers and shoes and cool kicks, man. 2015 is basically a sequence of nappies. Yeah. So let's go 2017. Okay, hopefully. Well, I should probably find nappies again because... Oh, hang on, 15. Uh, the reason we had nappies then is because the little one was born in 15. End of 15, that's when Edward uh. was born. Yeah, that's when the second one came along. Is it easier to buy nappies on Amazon? Yeah, that's the thing. You can get them basically on a... Like a retainer. You just pay like 40 quid a month and <laughs> you just have nappies constantly thrown into your house. And you get you have to put nappy bins. Uh, oh, my God, the smell of a nappy bin in summer, Samantha. Let me tell you that if ever... There was going to be something you could use to put anyone thinking of having children off the whole notion. Just say to a couple, are oh, you thinking of having kids? Come over to my house. Just open the nappy bin. Have a little sniff of that. Okay, bye-bye. Get a, get <laughs> Bye. a dog. Get a dog See or a later. cat. Cheerio. You'd well, save the earth. You're into this retainer business. Mm, I do. I love got, that. You've got a Dettel dash button. Yeah, I've got the dash button. I fucking love the dash buttons. And they're in all in the cupboard now. 2017. That was a very 2017 thing, the dash what button. Is, is it a physical thing? Yeah, it's a physical bit of plastic the size of like a biscuit or something. Thing. and it's just got a button on it and it, it jumps onto your Wi-Fi and it orders the thing that's on the button so you get a Dettol dash button you can even get uh, you can get condoms dash button you what can get what if you accidentally press it you can get a David Kiniston books <laughs> dash button well that's yeah then you have to go back into the app and say I pressed it by accident now you can just say Alexa order me some you've got Dettol you've got Finnish oh, for your dishwasher I am clean and boring I should be a Lib Dem well <laughs> Funny you should say that. Here we go. Because you bought Politics Between the Extremes by Nick Clegg. How weird that I should say that? Yeah, literally uh, just above your Dettel Dash button. How strange. Uh, yeah. Seven pounds spent on that. I really it enjoyed by it. Your bed? I bought that and I bought the Ed Balls book because I felt like at that stage, great people were leaving politics like Ed Balls and Nick Clegg, whether they were left or, or, or a bit See, more Ed left. Ed Balls is great. Yeah, he was Do a fantastic you remember when politician. when he tweeted Ed Balls? 
I mean, it's great. It's more proof that he's great. He tweeted his own <laughs> and name. And when he was on Strictly. I mean, he was great. I'm sorry. At what point are you going to say, say something about him that isn't great? I'm sorry. Uh, he's got a great I surname. I realise these were the... It helps that he tweeted his own name and his name was Balls. I mean, the whole thing is genius. But I just but felt... he was Google. He was looking himself up, was not he? Genius. I love it. I just felt like really great people were, were leaving. And more. that's happened even more in 2019. And it's a tragedy because they've been bullied out of it by the, the rogues who are taking over the political debate in this country. But at that stage, I wanted to read what he had to say about why he did what he did in the coalition because I was really interested in that and he explains himself quite well and he he's a really clever guy and it's a shame about the student about tuition fees because if it wasn't for that I think a lot of people would be quite on board with the Nick Clegg thing so you're a big fan of Nick Clegg I am actually yeah I think he did really well and I think the the Lib Dems I know the tuition fees tuition fees tuition fees but apart from that if you set aside that awfulness then there's a lot of stuff he did he blocked a lot of shitter Tory stuff when he was in charge when he was in coalition well, you obviously a fan. Alan, yeah. not a fan. Fuck you, Alan. Two stars. Fuck you, Alan. Good grief, Nick. Oh. Good grief, Nick. Full-blooded much? No holds barred <laughs> storytelling while the wounds are still open. A must for anyone suffering from cool Britannia and the Cameron years. What a read. <laughs> What does that mean? Is that sarcasm? I don't really know. Well, it's two stars. I don't understand. He does justify himself a bit too much. He is quite pompous and he does talk about things like when he was head boy and stuff that makes you go, all right, Nick, you don't need to stop showing off, mate. Well, he's a politician, isn't he? Mm -hmm. You have to be privately school educated, otherwise you're not allowed in. It's obligatory. Everyday sexism. Loved it. I was really, I was becoming woke at this stage, probably. We should all be feminists. You were. 2017 Mm. was your woke year. Catelyn Moran got me onto it when I read How to Be a Woman, which I fucking loved. That was a bit earlier than this. But then a lot of great books came out uh, then, which really just made me go, oh my God. I remember I had a real revelation because I used to do a lot of studio warm-up and um, I'd see a lot of sitcoms come and go, a lot of pilots. And there was one in particular and uh, there was just uh, three blokes being laddish and the three women parts. One was fit one was old and annoying and one was a nerd I think and it was just these t- these archetypes that were so tired and all the women did was go at the men and I remember watch, sitting there doing warm-up watching this unfold and I was like hang on a second these women have all got terrible parts I don't know it was a real kind yes. of it sounds desperately woke and naff welcome it was, it, was a, it was I remember speaking to our mutual friend Lizzie Roper about it and I was like oh I get it now because I spent years going no, it's all right. Women get good parts and they can have fun with their parts they've been given. And then I was just watching this one sitcom recording and I was like, Ellie Taylor, who was amazing, was just doing the same thing again and again because that's what the script was, because that's what that's what their job was. And I, I thank God that's changed so much now. And it has. I was told by a casting director that I was not pretty enough to be a leading lady mm. and too pretty to be a character actress. <laughs> and those are the only two options. In 2018, you bought another radio. Yeah. DAB Radio to hear yourself on it. By 18, I'm on magic by this point. So my life, I'm just in the most, the magic has begun in every sense by this point. My kids are there and uh, I'm on the radio doing a job I love. I'm doing a lot less stand-up, which had driven me a bit mad, I think, for a long time, for over a decade. So I'm just doing a job I love, which I feel like I'm good at and I'm having a great time. Yeah, it's all boringly good at this point. Right, we're going to whiz through... 2019. Okay, great. So I'm going to say the thing and you're going to say one sentence of why. Amazing, love it. Okay. Freeze-dried raspberry. Uh, Really nice to add on to cheap granola and much cheaper than the Jordan's fruit crunch options which have got the strawberry, dried strawberry and raspberry built in. I wear world clear lens geek retro unisex glasses. Uh, For an audition where I was playing someone intelligent. 
Liverpool FC soccer drink water bottle. I love Liverpool and I want my kids to love Liverpool and I love my kids drinking water. <laughs> that was very succinct. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good at this. More freeze-dried raspberries. I really like granola. <laughs> More freeze-dried <laughs> raspberries. I'm a, big fan. I'm a big fan of granola with bits of freeze-dried raspberries. In. And you just add milk and it's like, oh, it's like sweets in your granola, but actually it's fruit. So ha-ha, health people, I'm being healthy. Multi-charging cable. Oh, I love electricity at my devices, right at my devices. Ladies' comfort memory foam slippers. I bought those for my wife very recently because I wanted her feet to be comfortable so she'd leave me alone and stop making me squeeze her feet. Squeeze them? Yeah, she wasn't actually squeezing them. We lay on the sofa watching telly and she makes me squeeze her feet. It's really annoying. I love her, but it's annoying. Freeze-dried raspberries. I really like freeze-dried raspberries. 2019, <laughs> jeez. Whole Earth Original Peanut Butter Smooth. Oh, I went a bit crazy. I bought like a, I bought like a slab of peanut butters. Um, I like peanut butter because it's very proteiny and it's very in right now. And I like it with, on toast with a bit of jam. And it, somehow I tell myself I'm being healthy, but I'm not. I'm still being a fat git. And finally, yes, I feel like this, this shows how far you've come. So your first purchase, Britney Spears DVD. Mm-hmm. Well, then we went into to- a toaster, a kettle, mm. children pam- pampers, I'm freeze-dried raspberries. I'm so dumb. I'm such a dull member of the human race. I feel very well, depressed by this. maybe it's just showing a journey because oh, on. on the 3rd of December, very recently, in yes. 2019, oh, yes. last purchase... Yes was a cable management sleeve. Yes, I'm trying to tidy my act up. I'm trying to I'm trying to make my life less riddled with messy cables. So this is a a sleeve that you wrap round cables. Not just a sleeve. Cables. Neoprene. It's a neoprene sleeve and you you wrap it around what, a cable. What does that mean? Neoprene is a type of sort of uh, memory foamy type material that that nerds like and put laptops inside. Yeah. So I'm just tidying my cables. Look, listen, uh, listen. So congratulations. After decades of this shit, I'm getting my acts together. That's what this means, right? I feel like this is really, I feel like this podcast has really undermined my brand as the smart ass host. Instead of cables, your house is just going to be covered in memory foamed cables. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The walls have memories in my house. Congrats. Sam, thanks for doing this. Thank you. Do you know what I'm pleased about? What? I'm really pleased about the fact that we get to do you next i'm an open book bring it on have you got a book out yeah oh we've run out of time our <laughs> toast pod on twitter thanks for listening we'll be back next week with samantha baines in the hot seat goodbye Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.